Sports Podcast. I am Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil Ranta. Joel is really selling this intro today. <laughs> oh my gosh, did you get hired as an NBA announcer? Uh well I'm 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 angling for it. I Are you like... Dick Vitale? No. Not well and, and Phil, he's college basketball. Ah. Wow. I think uh, not like a sorry, not a broadcaster, but like the announcer. Yeah. Like Oh, you know, yeah. Joe D for three, that sort of oh, thing. That'd be yeah. good because then it wouldn't matter as much that I know so little about the NBA. There we go. No, you just say, that's a slam dunk. Yeah. <laughs> he passed yeah. the ball. Ah. So the, the dunks are legal now? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, yeah. Only oh, if yeah. you uh, politely ask if you can dunk and everybody on the court confirms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I mean, I'm still coming around to the, the three-point line, so we'll see how that goes. There we go. Well, we have an excellent show for you folks today. We have a big guest. It's, it's a little topical, considering the election we just had. We have Senator Bernie Sanders on today. Oh, wow. Yep. All right. And, and for everybody at home, know that this is a total coincidence. We were going to have Bernie on to talk about sports. We did not realize it was going to line up with the election like this. So, Well, we thought the election would have been over maybe on Wednesday. Yeah, right. And not taking as long to, you know. So, total happenstance that it's even remotely topical. It takes a long time to count 150 million things, you know? Yeah, doesn't ballots or anything else, really. Yeah, anything. Jelly beans, <laughs> 150 million? Holy crow. Yeah, ballots Ooh, yeah. are relatively fast. Yeah. I would say the larger the item, though, the harder it is to count. I think jelly beans, yeah. easier than ballots. Just throwing that yeah. out there. That's true. I mean, if we tried to count 150 million blue whales, that would take oh my way longer than the ballot. Oh, they'd keep that swimming would... around, and then you'd be like, wait, did I count yeah. that one? It looks just like the other one. It would be the hard. only way no. we would do it is we'd have to shoot them each after we counted them. Right. So we know they wouldn't come back. The blue whales would be like, oh, we all look the same to you. And yeah. that'd be oh, really and then That's a whole thing. And... Yeah. yeah. Oh, we have to answer for that. So that's so anyway, our election coverage. <laughs> yeah, so Bernie will be on. He actually wants to talk about uh, the, the championships we've seen so far this year. We oh, have a go. Lakers that's championship. Fun. We have a Dodgers championship. And uh, yeah. a little outside, but also a Tampa Bay Lightning championship. Right. Sure. And what, what a unique happening for, for the Dodgers to not just win two titles in the same year, but to win them. It was less than a month apart, right? Yes, because of the unique circumstances with this NBA yeah. season. Yeah, like that's that's crazy. That may never happen again to chronologically have that little time separate the winning of two titles. Uh, this this could be it. And uh, wide world of weird sports, Phil. Goddamn right we do. And news, news, news. But first, Big Ten COVID watch update. Big Ten COVID watch update brought to you by the United States government. We did a great job. Wisconsin-Nebraska game canceled because Wisconsin COVID outbreak. Uh-oh. Subheadline, scientists repeat familiar claim they can easily explain how this happened. <laughs> sure, sure. They spiked the cheese with COVID. Oh, no. 
I oh suspect my it's got something to do with, with people hanging out in larger groups together and a lot of them being people in their 20s who aren't very smart. I got to imagine on like the Degrassi High that takes place entirely in Wisconsin, that's absolutely an episode, Phil. Oh, the, yeah. The cheese is spiked at a, at a school dance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. They'll learn uh, a valuable lesson, though. Cheddar and vodka? Uh, so this, this story's a, a couple weeks old, but uh, Wisconsin looked very impressive in their Big Ten debut. Their original starting quarterback is actually out for the season after he had foot surgery, so they were forced to start their second string quarterback in their debut. His name is Graham Mertz, and he dazzled and destroyed Illinois. Things were wow. looking pretty good for Wisconsin when the Big Ten opened play. Well, but fairly good. The day after the game, it was announced that Mertz, that's the, the, the quarterback, the second stringer who started, had tested positive for COVID. And a day later, so did his backup, the third string quarterback. Oh, oh no. Dear. Who's the yeah. fourth string quarterback? Well, right. So today... There are positive COVID tests for 15 Wisconsin Badger football players, 12 Wisconsin Badger staff members, and a stunning 38 Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, yeah. oh no! And those that's, they'll be super spreaders. You don't, yeah. That's not that's not something you want. Yeah. Try and like approach one of them and get them to wear a mask. Yeah. No. They no, could and all not they'd... be more irritable. And, and yeah, and their name is a verb for bothering you. So yeah. it's like they're oh, very yeah. jumpy and like annoying and always coming by. Uh, we went over protocols for Big Ten football teams being shut down uh, before, and Wisconsin actually wasn't even close to hitting the threshold. However, the Big Ten basically allows the schools to shut down their program. Um, and so that's what Wisconsin did out of safety. This canceled the game against Nebraska, and this was probably because the administration didn't want the brain matter of their four-string quarterback on their hands. Ah, <laughs> makes sense, yeah. You wouldn't uh, even be able to see the blood on their hands because no, of all the brain matter. Yeah, it'd just be gray. And, and, and here's the yeah. thing. Nebraska football is a pale ghost of its former self, but they could absolutely annihilate a four-string QB. Yeah. Sure, so, of course. I don't know. I'm always, you know, there's nothing better than, like, you know, watching a game where it's very clear that one team is way better than the other team at every position except for quarterback. Disagree. Those are those are fun <laughs> games because you're like, oh man, like if this guy could only be decent, they'd be killing it. But it's so close. So because <laughs> the Big Ten waited so long to get started, the Wisconsin game will not be played at all. There's no room to reschedule it. Uh, now, and when because... you say waited so long to get started, Jordan, you mean tried really hard to do the right thing and failed. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They got, let peer pressure get to him. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and the Big Ten has stated conference games only this year. It looked like Nebraska wouldn't be playing football at all that Saturday, despite they have no COVID. They're fine. You know, they were supposed to play Wisconsin. Mm. but all Nebra COVID-free and nowhere to play football. Right. But Nebraska's inability to abide by the rules and social norms that have made the Big Ten the wealthiest conference knows no bounds. <laughs> Nebraska went out and scheduled the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga paying them roughly a quarter of a million dollars. They also paid for Chattanooga's testing on Wednesday and Thursday that week and was planning on testing them themselves on game day. So they did all that, and then on Thursday, the Big Ten has their weekly conference call. This is just sort of like the weekly staff meeting. Sure. And uh, Nebraska came in and basically said, hey, we did all this. You, you good with this? 
<laughs> and uh, here's the thing, Nebraska. Yeah. The, the 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 big the Big Ten invited uh, Bo Pelini, Nebraska, to the Big Ten. Not Bingo. Tom Osborne, Nebraska. But spoiler alert: right now, you're neither. Yeah. And according Bingo. to sources, no vote was taken. There was no dissension. Everyone just said no immediately. Sure. <laughs> The, the attitude was, we, we literally just made these rules a couple months ago, and now you're trying to break them. The rule was conference games only. Yeah. Uh, uh, I really, I really got to say, yeah, I think it's Nebraska, and, I, and they've been in the conference for a while, but they just don't get it, you know? No, like, they do not. Yeah, like, like we're from the upper Midwest. We, we like to pretend like the corruption isn't there. Right. It's right. not also, like the SEC or the Big 12 where it's a wink, wink, nod, nod situation. In our case, it's a let's just not talk about it and then we can pretend like it's not happening. But also, this isn't even, this isn't even corruption. They, they made a rule, hey, conference games only. If a game gets canceled, that's okay. You know, like that, yeah. that might happen. No one, well, other games have canceled. in a certain sense, I guess. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, no, no, one, no one else. There's been a lot of games canceled this year. In, in yeah. every conference, not one team has gone out and tried to like play a, like a lesser team that wasn't playing. Yeah, you know, to try to go like no one's done that. And in fact, and this it, is it, this is what I'm saying. When you're talking about college football and you say, "Wow, no other team tried to do something this ridiculous," <laughs> that team needs to not be from the Big Ten. That's like the one thing we've got going for us. Is this whole idea that it's like, no, no, no. no. We're better than that. And in fact, there was an anonymous quote uh, from a Big Ten source that, who uh, told Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports, <laughs> said, quote, this might fly in the Big 12, but they aren't in the Big 12 anymore. <laughs> Ooh. So, exactly. So Nebraska, this is kind of embarrassing. Nebraska then had to call Chattanooga back and tell them that the Big Ten said no. Awkward. Yeah, yeah, my parents are going to be in town that weekend, so don't bother <laughs> showing up. It it just be over the shirt stuff, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Nebraska defended their decision, saying the discussions we had were with teams that had already implemented stricter testing protocols than those mandated by the Big Ten conference. So, so that's a lie. Yeah. Um, I find it rather hard to believe the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga had stricter testing protocols in the Big Ten. One, their conference, they're an FCS team, Division Two. Their conference isn't even playing right now. And two, we know that you had to pay for their testing. Oh, wow. <laughs> you, they picked, Nebraska picked up the tab for their testing as part of the agreement to play. So, no, that, that's a blatant lie. And uh, then, then Nebraska goes on and says, we believe the flexibility to play non-conference games could have been beneficial not only for Nebraska, but other Big Ten teams who may be in a similar position as the season progresses. The ability for all Big Ten members to play a non-conference game if needed could provide another data point for a possible college football playoff and bowl consideration. I don't, I don't think this is going to be the year for the college football playoff for the Cornhuskers, Joel. <laughs> yeah. I, I agree, Jordan. Uh, but I, I also got to say, I, I, I feel like the real danger here is that Ohio State sees Nebraska doing this and is just sort of like, all right, so the gloves are off now, huh? <laughs> like, any, any restraint that we had been adhering to in the past is now gone. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I think. Yeah. Well, while I, I I agree that could happen, I I think they're uh, they're gonna be fine. I don't know. I, I I guess my my thinking about this is I wish the Big Ten would kind of say to Nebraska, and I'm gonna paraphrase a, a quote from uh, Ghostbusters when mm-hmm. Todd, Dr. Peter Vakeman is talking to Janine. Nebraska, someone with your qualifications would have no trouble finding a top-flight job in either the food service or housekeeping industries. There we go. <laughs> Big Ten football COVID watch update. Big Ten football <coughs> COVID watch update brought to you by the United States government. Don't look at the data. <laughs> news, news, news on the Sports 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 Podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Los Angeles Dodgers win the World Series, semicolon. Third baseman Justin Turner tests positive for COVID. Ooh. Oh, what a, what a week. <laughs> Subheadline, oh, Major League Baseball, you were so close. Yeah, <laughs> You were so close. Uh, Sub-subheadline, Fox Sports coverage of World Series postgame retroactively rebranded Super Sloppy Super Spreader Live. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now is is Fox News ready to call the World Series? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. They were actually they were actually the first. They followed the AP. Yeah. Well, they called it for Arizona early, and that that didn't turn out being right. But right. No, oh, they, the they didn't Arizona make the Cardinals. Yeah. No, oh. they didn't. This is Phil, now. This so is close. getting now. The metaphor is getting very sloppy. Yeah. The the Cardinals are a a a team in Arizona. I'll give you that, Phil. For a sports outsider, you got real close. Thank you. So Rays manager Kevin Cash pulled the starting pitcher uh, Blake Snell, who was dealing and up one zero with one out in the sixth inning. The Dodgers immediately scored two runs to take the lead and didn't look back. So he so was looking at uh, at the cash and he decided he needed to make a change. So we're all experts on COVID now. Sure. During the season, the MLB tested every other day, but during the playoffs, they've tested every day, just like at Red Robin. However, yeah. Monday's it's the playoffs, Jordan. <laughs> However, Monday's test results got to the lab late. The Monday uh, before the Dodgers clinched got to the lab late, and uh, we don't know why, but we think it's because MLB does the Amazon Day delivery option. Yeah. You know, so you know fewer boxes, less frequent deliveries. It's it's the greener choice. Yeah, you make yeah. a little make a little extra money. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so in the second inning of Game Six on Tuesday, this is the game the Dodgers clinched. The lab notified the MLB that Justin Turner's test was inconclusive. Now this is relatively commonplace, even at places that are really good at testing, like Red Robin. Tuesday's <laughs> tests also came in late, though, and I already explained their their Amazon shipping preferences, so you know why. So the lab expedited Tuesday's test because Monday's was inconclusive. Mm. In the seventh inning, those results came back positive. Okay, po- Justin Turner positive for COVID, the seventh inning of game six. The mm-hmm. lab called MLB. MLB called the Dodgers. The Dodgers called the dugout and told manager Dave Roberts, Dustin Ackley is positive he wants to get into coaching. <laughs> that's, that's too many layers of communication there, I think. Yep. Purple uh, monkey dishwasher. <laughs> that's right. So, But actually, no, they told him that he's positive for COVID, so in the eighth inning, Leading 2-1, to one, the Dodgers pulled Justin Turner and informed him of the positive test. Okay? Mm. He was told to isolate. And he did. For a while. Sure. He even, he even missed the trophy presentation. Mm-hmm. But he returned to the field about an hour after the game alongside his wife and celebrated with the team. Mm. Of course, he was approached by MLB security and told to leave. And he did not. Uh-oh. Oh. 
And like wow. everyone, and here's the thing, and like everyone, he initially kept his face mask on, but then got a little loosey goosey with oh, it. Oh no! And that, hap- that happens at Red Robin too. Yep. Um, after the game, Turner sent out a tweet that seemed to gaslight us. "Quote: Thanks to everyone for reaching out. I feel great. No symptoms at all. Just experienced every emotion you can possibly imagine. Can't believe I couldn't be out there to celebrate with my guys." So yeah. proud of this team and unbelievably happy for the city of L.A. Hashtag World Series champs. But I'll he, grant you, you might not get another chance to celebrate a World Series. But you might also not want to take the one chance to kill all your teammates. Sure. Right. Sure. Right. You, you know, know, like you really got away. <laughs> he was sitting, he took his mask off for the team picture and was sitting next to manager Dave Roberts who has survived cancer and, more impressively, numerous calls to be fired as Dodgers manager. (laughs) So MLB's a little pissed off. They were able to accomplish a semblance of a season that hadn't had a positive COVID test in two months. You know, they had had no bubble. They didn't do the bubble. and They had actually gone two months without a positive COVID test. Quote, Turner was placed in isolation for the safety of those around him, the league statement said. However, following the Dodgers' victory, it is clear that Turner chose to disregard the agreed-upon joint protocols and instructions he was given regarding the safety and protection of others. Mm. Yikes. You know, I used to like Justin Turner because of the beard. It's a a hardy beard. That is a a very uh, robust beard. I'm checking out now. There's there's beards out there, you know. I could find another beard. (laughs) When asked about this blatant violation of the agreed-upon protocol... President of the Dodgers, Andrew Friedman, said Turner, quote, quarantined in a doctor's office off to the side. And this this really feels like an on-the-spot made-up answer that would would just fulfill MLB's, quote, isolation requirement. And he even threw doctor in there to make it seem official and off the side to really hype up the isolation. Uh, But apparently, uh, Turner, according to witnesses, chose to leave that area against the orders of on-hand medical experts and league officials. But... If you're the medical guy in the, quote, doctor's office off to the side, maybe you're even the doctor, Justin Turner's 6'5". Joel, you already said, he's got a very, very robust, large red beard, and he has COVID. If you're in his way, you're not going to be in his way very long. True. You're just going to kind of let him get by you. I'm not going to stop someone with COVID running at me. Oh, sure. Because then you're going to get the COVID. Yeah, but but he he might give the COVID to... All of those other people. This is like the thing where do you you're on the train tracks and you're gonna hit a person, or you're gonna hit five people, but if you change it, you'll only hit one person. Yeah, yeah. You hit, you NBC's hit that person. The good place. Upon entering the field post game, by then crowded with players, coaches, wives, and children, reveling in the Dodgers' first championship in 32 years, Turner was told by league personnel to return to isolation. He refused, and several Dodgers teammates supported Turner's presence there, according to witnesses. Wow. Forcing league uh, security officials to choose whether to expose themselves to the virus or just allow Turner to keep partying. And he was basically the spring break teen who said, if I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. Um, and in many lovely that that's now a recognizable stereotype. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you know what? Oh, you know, like a stock stupid teenager who's partying in spite of a deadly pandemic. Right. Spring break teen, I feel like it finally yeah. really came into their own as a stock yeah. character with the coronavirus. You always thought that they were loathsome, but you never knew how loathsome until 2020. <laughs> 
Uh, in many ways, this is the opposite of the Dodgers' last World Series win in 1988. That series featured Kurt Gibson with a strained left hamstring and swollen right knee hitting a game-winning home run. This World Series featured Justin Turner getting COVID and walking around without his mask next to cancer survivors, women, and children. Yep. Oof. Dodgers president Andrew Friedman tried to say that Turner wore a mask the whole time. Well, but actually, Jordan, i got to stop you real quick. Yeah. And I think we all, we all love Gibby, but if you're being completely honest with yourself, if 25, 27-year-old Gibby were alive today and in the same position as Justin Turner, what do you think his choice would have been? Do cocaine. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> but... But also, I'm guessing he would have ignored the security people and, and gone and celebrated with his team. Love him as much as I do. Uh, very true. Dodgers president Andrew Friedman tried to say that Turner wore a mask, but was basically told, no, we, we have pictures of him without a mask on, including the, the picture around the trophy. You know? And, uh, yeah, and, and we as a country are really talking about not so much doing that, that lying when it's obvious thing anymore. Right. Well, yeah, it's a slow push. Yeah. It's a but slow there's push. there's a push to, like, get away from that, you know, just a bit. And this was uh, Friedman's response. This is, this is great manager speak. Uh, let me know what you think of this, Phil. Friedman said, quote, I haven't seen the pictures. If there are people around them without masks, that's not good optics at all. There we go. There we go. I don't know, but if it did happen, then that's a shame. <laughs> podcast uh we've had him on a few times before and we're glad to have him now uh especially today of all days but uh uh former vermont or current vermont senator bernie sanders hello joel hello jordan thank you for having me on the podcast great to talk to you again senator yeah it's good it's been a it's been a big couple of days and a big couple of weeks and a big life and we, we want to get to talking, obviously, the, the you grew up watching the Dodgers and they just won the World Series. That's what we want to talk about. Oh, the Brooklyn Dodgers, yes. Let, yeah, let, me, we... let me be perfectly clear. I, I grew up watching the Brooklyn Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles Dodgers, no connection to them. Uh, really? Well, I, mean, I feel no personal them? connection to them. Oh, okay. All right. Nope. F- fair enough. But uh, before we dive into that, we just thought, you know, anything you'd like to say about, you know, the last week and the election and all that? Oh, the the last week of the election? I think that uh, we've got a lot of work to do. We got to roll up our sleeves on our polyester shirts. (laughs) We've got to grab our briefcases. And we got to start taking out our number two pencils and, and getting to work. Maybe packing a lunch, too. Packing a lunch. You gotta have a sandwich. <laughs> Never leave home without a sandwich. Or else you have to what? You have to go to uh, Wiener Schnitzel, pay what? One dollar? Two dollars for a hot dog? You could get yeah. one of those making at home. Thirty cents. <laughs> well, that's, that, that, that's correct, Bernie. So, so is any, any more, I guess, uh, opinions or thoughts on the, uh, on the election before we dive in? Uh, the election, so the election, uh, it's a new day in America. Uh, I would have really loved to see uh, a little bit more communism being brought into the discussion, <laughs> but that's not the way it netted out, so we'll just keep pushing. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's interesting that you would put it that way. But It is, but it yeah. is very interesting I'd put it that way. That's true. <laughs> yes. 
I absolutely that was being perfectly clear. But uh, well, now let's but, talk Dodgers. Let's talk sports. Look, I'm very disappointed though. This is where we have to roll up our sleeves because Los Angeles, they, the Dodgers won. The Lakers. The Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers won. Yep. They're they're on their way to consolidating all of the all of the trophies into one place. And I we've seen that- this happen before. We saw this happen with the economy during Reagan. When the top 1% of 1% of 1% of people who knew how to make money started accumulating all of that money. We yeah. see Los Angeles have the top 1% of 1% of teams accumulating all of those trophies. And then what chance does Nebraska have? What chance does Florida have? What well, chance does Vermont have? Nebraska has zero chances. There's no professional sports. Exactly. And, and that's yeah. a shame. That's the same a would shame. go for Vermont, Senator. There are no yep. professional sports And that's franchises. a terrible shame. Terrible, terrible shame. Everyone should have the equal amount of sports franchises, equal quality of players. It's what we like to call in the non-sports business play, having an equal playing field. Well, I guess I, here's the thing. I think it's I think it's cool when a city sometimes wins multiple titles. Like, obviously, I'm more upset if it's not my city. But if, you know, when a city wins a couple, it it, it makes it an even greater celebration. Like the Los Angeles Times had this cool uh, special section called Title Town. You know? Oh, yeah. just rubbing it in the faces, rubbing it in the faces of the of the working stiffs who play for the Detroit Pistons. Right. Or okay. the New York Giants just rubbing it in their faces. <laughs> Again, Bernie, I, I know this is hard for you, but the Giants haven't been in New York since uh like uh the sixties. Yes, and that's a that's a terrible shame. It the, really the baseball, is. the New York baseball giants, not the New York football giants. Right. Right. But okay. in, in Bernie's case, I felt like it was probable <laughs> Yes. That, that, yeah. Uh, also, Look, I mean, Los uh, Angeles Bernie. is running roughshod over these leagues. Look, they take yeah. LeBron James. How did they? How did they get LeBron James? They paid for him because yes. they have all this money. They're consolidating all of this money and all of these players oh, and all yeah. of these titles. And, and Before you know it, no one will be able I mean, to compete. Jordan and I talked about this. The uh, the Tampa Bay Rays uh, versus the LA Dodgers pitted the team with the lowest payroll in baseball against the team with the highest payroll in baseball. And what do you think happened? The team with the highest payroll won. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. All all baseball players should make $40,000 a year and get a free sack lunch on game day. I think that was the system right up until the end of the reserve clause. Yeah, that's <laughs> enough. That's enough. Well, let me let me let me, let me throw something at you, Senator. Um, obviously, you you know L.A. has two titles. Uh, maybe underreported because it's NHL. The Tampa Bay Lightning won the Stanley Cup. So what was interesting to me about the World Series is, no matter who won, one city was going to have two championships. Either it was going to be Tampa. Or Los Angeles. I guess, what do you say to that? Yeah, exactly. And if it was the other way around, I would have been like, Tampa Bay, you need to start sharing some of your talent. <laughs> you know? Boy, that's that's a, a, a difficult position to hold to for a very long no, time. No, Joel, let, let, me, let me be perfectly clear. I'm afraid I'm not being clear, and I want to be clear. Lay out so. your plan, Senator. Yeah. 
What we have to do is every single season, we got to take all the players, put them inside of one of those big bingo things that you spin, and then just go team by team and just randomize them. <laughs> it's the only way we'll know for sure that big moneyed interest and big oil and deep state and other things don't start ruining all professional sports with money. Sports is, isn't about money. Sports shouldn't be about money. I agree sports, with you there. I agree with you there 100%. Yeah. That's why we have to end Citizens United for sports. <laughs> I mean, there might be some other reasons too, but I, 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 yeah, I Big guess corporation I should not be paying for these amazing players. LeBron James shouldn't just go to Los Angeles because they have all the sunshine and palm trees and Kim Kardashian's money. Shouldn't right. happen. Boy, that's also kind of true of Miami, so. Yeah. Guess, they I have their own were... song that Will Smith wrote for them. Where's uh, Nebraska's Will Smith song? Yeah. I forget. Does does Cleveland have a Will Smith song? No, but they have the song by the presidents of the United States of America, Cleveland Rocks, that was the theme of the Drew Carey show. Huh. And you know what? That was an anthem for the working class. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> says a lot about Cleveland. I think. And then what happened to Drew Carey? Goes on The Price is Right, a big pro-corporation show teaching consumerism. You know, I wish that he would have stayed being the guy with the pool table in his backyard. <laughs> Wait. So, a so, pool so, table in the backyard in Cleveland's going to get rained on. That was the weird part about that being part of the show. It often like had leaves on it. That's the mostly addressed it, though, is there was some leaves on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. And he had a cover, <laughs> you know. Anyway, Senator, so I guess what you're saying is you think the players should be randomized. I, I got to tell you, this really feels like a, a warmed-over version of things that you've come to us before. <laughs> All of my talking points are warmed over versions of things that have come before. I'm the most yeah. consistent wow, Jordan. messenger. I don't know if you should have leveled that criticism. <laughs> I am. I have been saying the same thing since the 50s. I, you know, I came out of my mother's womb and said, "This this world is unfair. It just feels unfair to a little crying baby." And I'm sure yeah. my mom was like, "Wow, this baby is talking so early." And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> This is a problem. I a need to later, dedicate my life like, to address How this. do I get it to stop? I believe that's probably true. She's like, go play with your crayons. And I'm saying, yeah, but I have 10 crayons. There's people in my neighborhood with no crayons. We got to figure out how everyone can get the equal amount and equal color of crayons. It's still something I'm fighting for in the Senate. <laughs> My well, grand so, legislation will pass someday. Yeah, the if you one of these days you're going to get enough states to pass the equal crayon amendment. And, exactly. Uh, life's going to be different. But we got to focus on sports first. Los Angeles, no more teams. They get the Rams. They get all these other teams. They just keep buying them, building these big stadiums. Where do you think that money comes from? Big corporations. <laughs> yep. Billionaires. Corporate sponsors well, and taxpayer dollars in tax breaks. Actually, the billionaires are not a particularly large source of money for the building of those stadiums. Taxpayer dollars. Yeah, that's... They well, should actually, be. Actually, this time it wasn't. The one in Los Angeles was uh, the seat license fees. Yeah, which, of, I mean, 
as as appalling as I find those, definitely a much better system than just charging the taxpayers. Better right. system could be better. I always right. like to improve the world. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> well, and all I'm saying much, is Senator. that the Los Angeles teams, they really need to back it off with how much money they're spending. They're just ruining it for everybody else. LeBron James should have to spend one year as a janitor. What? It'll what? ground them. What? what? What possible sense does that make, Senator? It'll it'll ground him and make <laughs> you say, you know what? You're making plenty of money. Let's let a janitor play and get your salary for one year, and then you be a janitor and get a janitor's salary for one year. You know, and I I gotta say, Jordan, I'm with this. I think the things that that LeBron James could do to the janitorial services would be incredible. I mean, obviously, he wouldn't be as good a janitor as Michael Jordan was. But, uh, but you know, he could still put together a really amazing run of, of mopping there. It's entirely possible. Well, well thank Bernie, you very much, Senator. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, obviously, we're, you know, knock on wood for you potentially winning the Senate, unless you're listening at home and you don't agree with that, in which case the opposite, but... Uh, but yeah, thanks for coming on and, and here's to, here's to a new president. That was a very long outro, but thank you. (laughs) And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world of weird sports. Everyone loves wide world of weird sports. Wide world of weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world of weird sports. Strangest mascot injuries part two. Oh, I've been waiting for this. Right? Yeah. Uh, the next one up, Mariner All Moose. All this week, I've been totally stressed out because I've been like, geez, what is going to be the second half of the mascot injuries wide world of weird sports? And you're just one waiting week. It's been two weeks for the results. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, Mariner Moose in October 1995. Mariner Moose got a little carried away while entertaining the Seattle crowd during the playoff series. The moose suffered a compound ankle fracture when his rollerblades snagged the turf at the Kingdome, sending him careening into an outfield wall. <laughs> AstroTurf, guys. Yep. You know, dangerous. Causes injuries. Dangerous. If you can rollerblade on it, you shouldn't be playing baseball on it. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, slider. In October of 1995, 1995, really tough year for mascot injuries, you know? <laughs> yeah. A week after Mariner Moose's rollerblading accident, the Indian Slider had a very unfortunate mishap of his own. Slider fell off the right field wall at Jacobs Field, tearing his anterior cruciate and medial collateral knee ligaments in the process. Ouch! It's ACL and MCL. ACL yeah. and MCL. Both? Looks like it. ACL on the same MCL. knee? Yeah. Oh, I guess. Ooh. Wonder which is worse. <laughs> to have the MCL on one knee and the ACL on the other, or to have both in the same knee at the same time. Yeah. Painful. Uh, Marty the Marmot. In November 2013, the WHL's Royal uh, Victoria Royals mascot, Marty the Marmot, was injured during a particularly dangerous game of musical chairs. <laughs> <laughs> well, then again, if you put almost anything on ice, it'll be up. It'll up the danger factory. Having a little fun during the game, Marty slid one of the inflatable chairs out from one of the contestants. The fan didn't take it well, responding by 
body slamming Marty onto the ice. Oh, shit. Yeah. Canadians aren't nice all the time, you know? What was the injury that Marty suffered? The Marty the Marmot. Uh, it didn't actually say what the injury was, but the uh, he was showered with booze as he left the rink. <laughs> so there we go. Well, ho- hockey is the one place where Canadians work out all their impoliteness. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Moondog, on April 2012, a play fight between Cavaliers mascot Moondog and David West of the Indiana Pacers ended up being a bit more serious than intended. During a pregame warm-ups, Moondog jumped towards West, who played along. The next thing he knew, Moondog was on the ground in obvious distress. Later, he was spotted running through the hall, his dog head removed, clutching a towel to his eye. Oh, God. Yeah, he got a cut on his eye. Oh, oh, ah. Yep. And I mean, ripping his head off was pretty bad, too. Inside the head. Yeah. So true. Uh, Sebastian the Ebus. Wait, uh, what? What's an Ebus? I know. Uh, I, like, I think you mean Ibis. Ibis. Oh, the Miami Hurricanes. Yep. Uh, September 1989, that crazy Hurricanes mascot, Sebastian the Ibis, was involved in a very bizarre incident prior to a game against Florida State. Sebastian took the field with his team and a fire extinguisher hoping to extinguish the Knowles flame spear. Unfortunately, he never got the chance. Before he could make his move, Sebastian was chased down and surrounded by five police officers. The Popo <laughs> slammed him against the wall and emptied his weapon. Oh. Yeah. Well, Sebastian I gotta tell was... you, I really thought that was going towards a spearing. Yeah, I thought the, the uh, gosh, I don't know the name of the Florida State mascot. Maybe Chief Seminole. Seminole. Well, yeah. no, I was going to say the, the actual um, Native American oh. who rides the horse, right? Phil, I think. It's Phil the Seminole. Phil the Seminole. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was hoping it'd be like a, you know, a sort of like uh, he's throwing like a flaming javelin or spear at Ibis. Yeah. yeah. That would really take the rivalry up a notch. <laughs> totally. Totally. Uh, Sly the Silver Fox. In April 2001, the Nets, then of New Jersey, lost wait, their mascot. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I, so the Nets are the team that their mascot is a particularly attractive, rich, older man. Right, exactly. He's a sly yeah. silver fox, yeah. Uh, the Nets, then of New Jersey, lost their mascot, Sly the Silver Fox, for this season when he suffered a pretty serious knee injury on the job. And what was he doing? The limbo. No. Oh. Yeah, dangerous game. They don't talk yeah. enough about limbo injuries. I got to tell you, he he seems a lot younger than he is, but uh, but yeah, you you put him into the limbo, and you're going to realize this is a man in his fifties. That's true. That's true. Uh, Casey Wolf, November uh, 2013. Dan Mears, the man who had played Chiefs mascot Casey Wolf for over 20 years, was seriously injured while rehearsing a zipline stunt in the days leading up to the home game against the Chargers. The immediate concern seemed to focus on an outside company that secured the riggings. The fact that Casey Wolf was speaking through his attorney after the incident should give you a sense of where that all was heading. Ooh. Hello. Yeah, that's a tough one. They didn't say exactly how he was injured, but you can imagine. Zipline injury sounds bad. spirit to sue the team. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Wilbur the Wildcat. 
April 1994, during a Final Four game, Arizona's Wilbur Wildcat created some March Madness of his own, playing around with the Arkansas Razorbacks. The Razorbacks tackled an unsuspecting Wilbur from behind, blowing out his knee in the process. Wilbur required surgery for a torn ACL. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. This, to me, is really saying that, you know how people like to punch mascots because they think those suits are super protective? Yeah, they're not. Not as no. At least not as protective as we thought. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and finally for today, Wooly Bully. April 2010, Wooly Bully, the High Desert Mavericks mascot, was running the bases when he came chest to chest with the bulging belly of a very portly young man. Uh, Wooly Bully slams into the guy and ironically bounces off him like a brick wall and lands flat on his back. The team obviously played up his severe injury for YouTube hits. <laughs> so good job on the team because it obviously worked on the writer. Yeah. Fair enough, but who's this guy who flattened somebody in a mascot suit? I don't think they wanted to say him because, you know. Sounds like a Paul Bunyan-esque legend, if you ask me. He'd have me. to be. <laughs> he should be the new mascot. That's how they should arrange who the mascot is. Yeah. And that brings then to another wide world of weird sports. I'll stay tuned for part three when the injuries get really bad. Podcast Town. This brings to a close on the sports. 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 Podcast. Before we go, we're going to give it to Senator Bernie Sanders to give you our contact information. Let me be perfectly clear. You can find us on Facebook, a big corporation, by going to sports the number three, uh, no, <laughs> facebook.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. I think you should have an ad block on, though, because they have enough money. Or you can find us on Twitter, another major multi-billion dollar corporation, by going to twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. You can follow all the top 1% on there, but I suggest only following people with less than 50 followers. Or you can find all of our back episodes at anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. It's anchor.fm slash sports number three podcast. You should support this podcast because I've met these people. They do not make a lot of money. Um, thank, thank you. You're sir. welcome. Hey, guys. Joel. Joel. Feeling good. Bye, Bye Joel. Joel. <laughs>